Welcome to the newest edition of the Screenfellows Podcast. My name is Carlos. And I'm Ozzy. In this episode, we will be discussing everything that took place at Comic-Con this weekend, and we will be recapping the latest episode of Game of Thrones. Enjoy the show. As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. Ozzy, how you doing? Um, I'm a little under the weather right now because I have a cold. Um, I guess I can't take a break from being sick, apparently. <laughs> but other than that, I'm doing pretty okay. How you doing, man? I'm doing all right, all right. And um, we definitely apologize for any sniffles that take place. It's happened before, and it'll just happen again. It's it is what it is. We get sick sometimes. Sorry. Yeah, unfortunately, I didn't. I didn't mean to, guys. I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> we apologize to your ears. Um, anyway, we would like to. Um, we're going to talk about all the stuff at Comic Con. I mean, we're going to talk about most of the stuff at Comic Con. It's basically impossible for to, for us to talk about everything. Like, it's just, it's not going to happen. <laughs> There's too much news and too many trailers that come out at Comic-Con for us to talk about everything. So, like last year, we're going to talk about the big things that we definitely are going to watch and watch. And the bigger things that we care about. Because there, I'm sure there's things that some people would go, Man, that's a huge bit of news. Why don't you talk about that? Well, we necessarily don't care. I, I, we, I don't know. It's, <laughs> I hate to tell you, we can't watch everything in the world. So, sorry. But we're going to do our best to talk about as much as we possibly can while still giving ourselves time to talk some Game of Thrones on the back half of this episode. He's right. Alright, <laughs> moving on, let's let's get into this thing. And where do you want to start, Ozzy? Um, we can start up with the stuff that's pre, that's not Marvel or DC, so yeah. we can go from there. So, I guess let's start with TV stuff then, and Stranger Things. We got a trailer for Stranger Things Season 2, and it was pretty freaking awesome. <laughs> yes, man, the trailer was really amazing. We basically got confirmation that Eleven is alive. And mm-hmm. we got her basically reaching back into Earth as we know it. So it's really awesome that we got that. And it's great to see the, the boys back together um, really solving the, the mystery again and, and stuff like that. I, I I really am excited to see Will's storyline, actually. You know, mm-hmm. we really didn't get a lot of him last season, obviously, because he was taken away. Yeah. But um, it seems that he has a little bit of paranoia to him. So I'm interested to see where that really goes in, in season two and, and where the story concludes to it. It's going to be an interesting season. I'm really excited for it. Mm-hmm. Um, the one thing that they have repeatedly promised to everybody is that the season's going to be kind of bigger and scarier. And I'm looking forward to that. I mean, I know that's kind of the general thing that you say. It's going to be bigger and better, you know? Yeah. But um, this trailer really did kind of show that. And I'm really looking forward to it. So, Yeah, I mean, this is a pretty, pretty awesome trailer. I have to say, probably one of the best trailers that Netflix has released in CDC. Um, besides the defenders but we'll we'll talk about that we'll talk about that later though but this is arguably one of their best trailers Mm -hmm. all right well Mm -hmm. another thing that's not um dc or marvel related that but is tv related is walking dead trailer yes um it's pretty long (laughs) i'll say that um 
I liked the back half of it, but I've, I guess it's the trailer to me is indicative of what I'm worried about as much as they promised. And they have promised us action this coming season. I am very worried that it's going to be like the first half of the season is going to be really slow, building up to the action, building up to the action. The problem is all of last season was building up to the action. So I don't know if I need a whole other half of a season building up to the action. Just give me the action. Um, I don't know necessarily if it's going to be like that, but um, I will say, I mean, I will say for their marketing team, it needs to be improved because see the season five trailer. Well, the season four trailer was pretty good. Season five trailer was pretty good. And then season six, it was okay, but it was a mislead in, in marketing because everybody thought that Rick was going to go against Morgan. And then season seven trailer, a little like a fan made trailer at, the, at that point. And then season uh, eight, I believe, it's too long. I mean, the I thought the first, when we got the first beat of the music, I thought it was building up to something, but they held it for too long. I think they held it for like, what, two and a half minutes, three minutes? And you're just yeah. like, okay. Can we pick it up now? Yeah. And then it picks up and it gets pretty exciting from there on out. Again, indicative of what I'm kind of worried about. Yes. That it's just going to uh, take a little bit too much time building up to the I, action. I mean, I think I think it's probably going to be like this Game of Thrones, which we will discuss later in the show. Mm-hmm. But I feel like, you know, a lot of people weren't impressed with the season premiere Game of Thrones because there wasn't a lot of action in episode one. But I believe, like, you know, it's going to pick up throughout the season. It's going to be probably episode two or three mm-hmm. where we get some, some action. Yeah. All right, well, moving on to another TV show, The Walk, or not The Walking Dead, Westworld, excuse me, and start, the W's confuse me, but Westworld, I was not expecting a trailer for Westworld, because we have been told, and I, well, they had announced at, towards the end of last season, of the first season of Westworld, that we won't get another season until 2018, so I was not at all expecting a, a trailer, and it surprised me. And then I was like, yes, <laughs> I love this trailer. Uh, Dolores is kicking butt, and the man in black is still alive. We got confirmation of that. So I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah, man. I mean, it looks like a pretty promising trailer. Um, If I'm necessarily surprised, no. I mean, I, I will say it kind of threw me off guard because I kind of forgot about Westworld. Just, and it's just not because I wanted to forget about it. There's just a lot of stuff going on. But... um. No, I mean, other than that, I mean, I would expect the trailer to drop at this point because I think you told me that it's coming back in maybe January. It's early, it's early 2018. January, That's... February. So, yeah. But, I mean, again, I mean, I completely understand because we haven't talked Westworld since, you know, a yeah. while now. So, and t- But TV shows generally don't give trailers this far out. That's that's why I was like, whoa, a Westworld trailer? Now, for a movie, you would you would be like, okay, clearly, by now we should have a trailer, right? But for TV... They are working on TV generally up until like, or up until it comes on, and then to, I don't, I just wasn't expecting it. It surprised me. But then again, it is HBO, so they have clearly been working on the show for a while. So I don't know. I probably shouldn't have been surprised, but I was. No, I mean again, it's understandable. Um, I'm trying to think. Uh, what other supernatural? We had a trailer for that, but it wasn't really. This is something you're gonna hear a couple times. Wasn't re- it didn't feel like a trailer for a lot of these CW shows. It felt like basically a recap of the past season and then maybe like half a minute to maybe a minute of a trailer. So it just I I don't know, the whole thing kind of felt like okay, here's where we what we what you missed, right? It's almost like what you missed or remember this and then this is where that's going. And it's like, okay, don't sell this as a trailer if you're not going to have the majority of it be an actual trailer. 
Yeah, if I wanted to watch reruns, I could just watch it on Netflix. <laughs> I mean, I didn't ask for a five-minute trailer when I saw it. I was really disappointed. I was like, yeah. I just wasted five minutes of my life rewatching everything I already watched. And, yeah, we're going to say mean, basically the same thing mm-hmm. for the rest of the CW shows as well. Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, you got a little thing here and there. Um, but, I mean, nothing really exciting. I, I didn't watch the Legends trailer. Yeah. Oh, you didn't? No. Okay. Totally forgot. Uh, there wasn't too much. Again, it was the same thing. It was like the majority of it is just recapping. But anyway, we'll get to that. Um, I'm trying to think. What other... Ready Player One. That's movies. Let's move on to movies. Ready Player One. What did you think of that trailer? Because I loved it. <laughs> yeah, man. Really epic. Uh, I mean, it's really, really epic. I love the, the, the trailer music and that... Uh, the score and it's really amazing it's just all this epicness really coming together uh i like the like what they're trying to do basically when it comes to the gaming world where you're just envisioning uh you know actually being in the gaming world i guess it's it's gonna be interesting i mean uh i don't know i mean i liked it i mean it was a really cool premise i guess we really didn't get much of a story to it other than the scenery that we got. But, I mean, again, it looks pretty cool. looks pretty interesting. Definitely interested in seeing it, though. Um. Okay, so, yeah, I really loved it. it you can't... The thing is, you could watch this trailer and come out of it and go, I have no idea what this movie is about. And people would go, well, that's the point of a trailer. You're supposed to tell me what the movie... Well, this is a teaser trailer, first of all. Second of all, I think I pretty much put to, I mean, I've never, it's based on a book, I've never read the book, but this trailer got me interested, I had really was like, okay, it's a Spielberg movie, I'll see it because of that, but this trailer actually was like, okay, this actually looks cool, and for a teaser trailer, that's kind of the job to get you, to pique your interest, to be like, hmm, what, I mean, what's this? I mean, I'm like, I mean, I kind of disagree with you to an extent, I mean, the teaser is still supposed to give you a little bit of the story. A little bit, but I mean, it, you it can really, gather that from this trailer. I mean, basically, Detroit is a, wherever the hell he's from, he's the growing city, and then he gets away because doesn't feel important mm-hmm. i don't know what else is the premise there um i mean again i mean i would like a little bit more but i mean again i mean it's not i mean again it's a teaser i'm not upset about it it does yeah. interest me um it does look good from what i saw and it looks pretty interesting i mean you get it seems like you get the iron giant in there it seems like freddy is in there so it's it's really interesting i'm definitely gonna see it i hope the official trailer really gets me pumped for the movie though i don't know if this is gonna be a summer of 2018 release but definitely excited to to see that yeah um did you watch the new kingsman trailer yes that was i did not really that was a really good trailer you got a lot of pedro pascal in there i don't know why they didn't actually mention that give him credit in the trailer though they don't mention his name at all but um he's in there uh the americans are known as the statesmen yeah and so it's going to be really interesting really seeing them really all work together uh, Julianne Moore is now confirmed as the villain of the show. Uh, so it's going to be great. It's going to be great seeing Pedro Pascal, Channing Tatum. Um, I, think it, I forgot the main actor's name, but um, it's going to be interesting seeing all these actors work together. Jeff Bridges is a part of the show as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's going to be really great to seeing them all work together and whooping. But, I mean, a lot of people are calling this the new James Bond, and I'm not really upset about that because it is interesting. It is an interesting world. And, yeah, this is definitely one of the most anticipated movies I'm looking forward to at this point. Not my thing. Pass. (laughs) I don't know why. I I didn't watch the trailer just because I'm not a fan of 
that the first movie. So it's okay. just it's just not my ta- it's not it's not my style. He's insane. No, I'm not saying it's bad. I get why people like it. It's just not my thing. So you like Jason Bourne, James Bond, but you don't like that. Wait, what? Like Jason Bourne and James Bond, but you don't like this. Yes, because it's completely different. This is so stylized, and so, like, you have a lady with, like, freaking swords for legs, and it's okay, just like... So, so what? We watch superhero movies. Like, I know, but that... Okay. <laughs> it's just not my... It's super stylized, and in a superhero movie, to me, I'm like, okay, it's a superhero movie. That makes sense. In this world, it just... Something for me just... It does not work for me. It doesn't click. Whatever. Uh, what are you, why are you judging whatever, me for my on. taste? I'm not judging here. I just I don't get I, it. I'm, si- I'm not sitting here saying it's bad. I'm just saying it's I'm not, not saying my that you thing. Did. Why are you getting so offensive right now? Because <laughs> I just said whatever. Because it's, not my, it's just not okay. My it's not your thing. I don't know what, what do you want me to do about it. Oh I'm not pissed. <laughs> you were acting like it. All right, I moving just on. Said whatever. Uh, I you... just want to know for the record, Carlos flipped out on me. Yeah. <laughs> for no reason. All right, continuing on. Okay. We'll see. Uh, listeners decide who is right in this conversation. Anyway, Whatever. moving on. The I think there was a new Blade Runner trailer. I need to see the first one. It does look I'm, interesting enough, yeah. though, to where I really want to see it. I just haven't seen the first one. I think I'm going to watch it uh, before, it, before it comes. Yeah. It, it comes in December, right? If I'm not mistaken. No, in October, actually. In uh, October. Is it, or it might be November. I don't know. I think it but, comes in October. Uh, Blade... I, yes, I did watch this show, actually. I'm thinking about it now. Yes, I did. Um... I actually really like this trailer. I wanted to avoid it because I was just like, okay, I'm going to see this movie because of the director, no matter what. So I don't really need to see another trailer. But I saw the trailer because, you know, it's impossible to avoid. And it was actually pretty cool. I mean, so. this is going to be an amazing movie because you have Dennis, um, the guy who directed... Denis, Demi, or however you say his name, Villanueva yeah, or whatever. Yeah, the guy who directed Arrival is working with Ridley Scott. And, I mean, you got a stoked cast, I mean, as well. I mean, you got uh, Jared Leto, Harrison Ford, and uh, Ryan Gosling working together in this film. So it's going to be a stoked cast, really great film. Yeah. Um, for those of you guys who did not like Jared Leto... As a Joker, I mean, I hope this is kind of a revival of him as an actor because yeah. I mean he's a really talented guy. So um, I hope this gives him another shot at, at proving that. Um, a couple of things that I didn't watch trailers for because I don't care: the Lego Ninjago movie or Ninjago, as I'm going to call it. Uh, Death Note. I think there was a trailer for that. Bright. Did you see the trailer for that? No, I did not. I'm oh, not, okay. I I did watch <clears throat> that. That's the Netflix movie. Um, not a fan. I. It looks kind of stupid to me, and it might just be my Suicide Squad was bad, so I don't want to watch, so I'm not excited about this glasses, Look, at, at but this, at, the trailer just didn't get it for, at this point, it for me. At this point, Will Smith is, is becoming the new Johnny Depp, where you're choosing... Look, where you're a phenomenal actor, but you're just choosing bad scripts. And this is... I mean, Collateral Beauty was arguably the worst script it was, had the worst script had one of the worst scripts of 2016 and it was on my top 10 worst list i don't know i forgot what number it was last year but i'm not excited i don't i don't at this point i'm losing faith in the fact that will smith can decipher good scripts from bad ones so yeah yeah i i want to be excited because i mean even if you look at the director's <clears throat> track record he has basically two great movies on there and then suicide squad so it's like okay so which is the real which is the real David Ayer? Is it the end of watch Fury David Ayer, or is it Suicide Squad David Ayer? Yeah, definitely. I mean, that's I'm... what I want to see from this movie. I don't. I want to. I want to know. And basically, from what I saw from this trailer, I'm not 
expecting too much. Yeah, I mean, we're definitely going to watch it and review, but I mean, I mean yeah. it's it's going to be disappointing. I mean, at this point, if if this is another bad movie, then I'm just gonna I'm just gonna go ahead and confirm that Will Smith cannot decipher a good script from bad ones. Um, which is interesting considering he's in Aladdin upcoming. But hey, I mean, hey, I mean, we can see where it goes. I mean, we weren't really. I mean, at least for me, I wasn't impressed with Beauty and the Beast. So I mean, again, we'll see. I hope that movie does well, though. I mean, it has a pretty. But you were cast. impressed with, um, or were you? Because I know you didn't watch this like when it was in theaters. But Jungle Book. I was impressed with the visuals. I just thought the movie was way overhyped. Well, that's it feels like Jay Z's four 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 forty four album, just okay. way overhyped. <laughs> um, all right. Well, I guess let's move on. And all right, DC or Marvel? Uh, we can start off with uh, DC? DC. Yeah. All right. Uh, TV stuff: Flash, Arrow, Legend, Supergirl, Look, and I mean, Black Lightning. I mean, I will say I'm kind of excited for Supergirl just because Supergirl looks like she's really she has no emotions at this point because of what happened with her. And um, uh, Monel, so it really looks like an interesting premise as to where like her family and friends are really trying to really ground her and really bring her back. I mean, she went through a lot, obviously, so it's really interesting to see where she is at that point in time in the show. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the only show I'm actually kind of excited for. I'm kind of divided on that trailer, actually. Uh, I kind of like it. I mean, because I mean, you, I mean, you, you lost the person that you're in love with. You know, I, you I lost know. the person that you saw yourself. You know, having a family with someone who understood you 100, percent and now. You, you know, you're forced to be this hero, and then you're forced to, you know, you're, you're a beacon of light to the world, and, mm-hmm. you know, you, you're supposed to be, like, this yeah. figure, so, I mean, I it's get tough. It. I get it on that level, and I I know that kind of adds some depth to it, I agree with you, but on this, in the same vein, I kind of think that the thing that makes Supergirl, Supergirl, and the show Supergirl, like, good in a sense is its lighthearted nature. It is really, really just a kind of a fun show. And now it seems like they're going really, really kind of, I mean, I don't want to say dark, but more serious. And I just don't know. It's like you're abandoning what your show has basically been all about for two seasons. That's what I'm kind of like. I don't know how I feel about this. I'm interested. I mean, I'm definitely interested. I mean, but I, don't know I, think, I think they're eventually going to bring her back. I, mean, I know I just, it'll I don't probably know. be I mean, like a one episode thing because yeah, you know, CW I mean, can't commit to anything. That's that's how it was with Flashpoint. So, <laughs> um, I mean, maybe it's just a one episode thing. I mean, I don't know. Maybe, I mean, I'm hoping it's like a two three episode thing, but who knows. Uh, That's probably it. Yeah. I, now I mean, that I knows? think about it, I'm like, oh, I think we're overestimating CW's ability to commit to anything. I mean, look, I mean, what I am worried about is Arrow. Arrow barely gave up anything. I do. All we know at this point is that Slade Wilson survived the island. We don't know if anybody else survived the island. Which I like that the trailer did that. That's probably my favorite of the trailer. Yes. Just because it didn't. It kept us guessing as to who's alive. Yes. And then, you know, you see, you see that Oliver is basically raising a son now and stuff yeah. like that. So I don't so know if his mother's alive. I don't know if she's dead. dead. Right? I don't know. I mean, maybe she's missing in action. I don't know what the hell's going on. But yeah. I mean, it's interesting. And it's interesting to see that his son actually pointed at him as a monster. So I don't know. It's kind of on the nose. But, uh, yeah. The Flash. Look, the Flash is the Flash at this point. I'm really not, uh, yeah, I'm I'm really not so excited so about that show. Want, and, this trailer didn't tempt me. I'll say that. Yes, apparently Iris has no emotions about Bear leaving. Makes no sense. She's like, I have to be strong, you know? It's it's completely understandable. I'm like, no, no, it's not. You know, you le- he legitimately fought for you to stay alive, and it ended up him being the one taken away, and you're you're 100% fine. Okay, which, which just shows who loves the other more. Yeah. Because we saw in the future, Barry was basically broken about her, about her being gone. So... Mm-hmm glad to see where she's at 
Um, other than that, I mean, Caitlyn is actually back on Team Flash from what I got. Yeah, that was interesting. I'm actually happy about that. Thank God. But other than that, normal trailer. I'm not really excited. Uh, and you didn't watch the Legends trailer? No, I did not. Because you're not. If there's a show that you would drop, it would probably be Legends. Yes. Um, I still am a fan of Legends, so I'm still semi excited. That the trailer was kind of like weird, but at the same time, it still feels like it's Legends. It's they're gonna go on a fun adventure that knows what it is. So I'm still I'm still in. But I mean, it's I mean, like, I, I it's didn't. Not an awesome. Yeah, trailer. I mean, I didn't. I didn't purposely say screw legend. I don't want to watch the trailer. I just I didn't know that there was a trailer. Fair enough. So, <laughs> um, all right. Well, let's move on to the DC movies. Um, we have Justice League trailer and, uh, and the poster. poster. I really did not like the poster. We the know poster we're in the minority. Bad. I wasn't a fan um, of the poster. I really <laughs> was not a fan of the poster. I think the trailer is uh, definitely a step up from the uh, the trailer that they released last time. I really. I'm kind of excited for the movie a little bit now. I'm still going to hold on to my grips because just because Wonder Woman was great does not mean that Justice mm-hmm. League will be great. No matter if Joss Whedon is doing reshoots, it's just reshoots. doesn't mean anything about the overall production of the film. So Sorry about um, that. Sorry about that. Um, so, but, I mean, again, but we're going to see where it goes. I mean, I don't know. I'm, it mm-hmm. looks okay. Uh, I, I like seeing Batman kick butt, and I like seeing Wonder Woman also kick butt. So yeah. it's gonna be great. I do like. I do, will admit though, I do like uh, Ezra Miller's Ezra Miller's Flash a little bit because he has a little bit of comedic comedic moments in there. See, I actually I know most people are praising that, and that's completely fine. I didn't love his moment. Like I know that moment at the end, everyone keeps talking about it. I kind of found it like. Okay, like I don't know, it yeah, didn't I work mean, for me. I, I mean, didn't. Laugh. I mean, I kind of liked it. I mean, I'm not gonna say I loved it, but I mean, I kind of liked it. I mean, it was, it was, it was giving us faith as, you know, as comic book fans, the people who have actually read the comics, that this is gonna be a really comedic flash, just like it is in the in the television series and in, and somewhat in the comics. So excited um, for it. As for the a little post, bit. as for the poster, I kind of thought it was cheesy. Uh, to be honest with them, kind of all just standing there. And then what put it over the edge for me, what made me completely go, I am not a fan, is all of the logos being inserted into those words. I was just like, wow, this is like now they've committed really hard to these logos <clears throat> that has been a thing since Batman v Superman, where it's like. Number one, who designed these? Because remember, they're on the they're on the Luther Corp stuff. It's like what some Luther Corp um, employee or LexCorp employee uh, invented these logos for every single person. It's just like, but why are they using them now? Is I don't know. It to me, it just kind of doesn't really make any sense. It's all and then part of the plan. yeah. Apparently, DC's plan is something we're gonna get to. Um, and I just found the whole poster kind of cheesy. The trailer, it's fine. I. Yes, you can completely say that this is just because I'm worried about the movie because of Batman v Superman and Suicide Squad and all this, and I know I shouldn't, and by that logic, I shouldn't be worried because Wonder Woman. But to me, I'm just looking at this as a trailer in and of itself, and it was fine. Look, sorry, it was fine. Look, and honestly, there's more loses than wins, okay? This movie does not have Patty Jenkins. I'm sorry. So, I'm definitely kind of scared. Yeah. Um, but other than that, I mean, again, it was an okay trailer, not, nothing really, yeah. nothing, I mean, again, um, moving on. Bunch of CGI. Yeah. Um, all right, moving on. Uh, Shazam, well, let's talk about just the rest of this DC news. We had the announcement that Shazam is going to be the next thing, basically, to start filming after Justice League. So, obviously, Aquaman's coming out next year, 
And then, it, is that just it? Just Aquaman next year? But I think Shazam is going to start filming in January, I believe. And early 2018 is what they said. So that's going to start. And they also recently made the announcement that David Sandberg, who's director of Lights Out and the upcoming Annabelle Creation, is going to be directing Shazam. But also, Jeff Johns recently said that The Rock will not be in Shazam, but he is still Black Adam. So basically, what they have said is that their plan is to make a Black Adam movie and a Shazam movie and eventually have them come together on the screen. You see why... literally the dumbest thing I've ever heard. You see why we're worried about DC. (laughs) You see why. That's literally like having, you know, a super... That's literally like having a Joker Joker movie without a Batman. It just doesn't... It doesn't make any sense. I mean... They're trying to run with the ball before they catch it. Really? I don't understand what the hell they're trying to do. And if they... Why would you cast a Black Adam when you don't even have pre-production going on? When you haven't even cast a Shazam movie. That we know of, to be fair. Like, it's just stupid. Like, I don't understand why they're so disorganized. Like, get your crap together. I don't understand why they're so disorganized. I just don't see a plan here. I mean, we have all of these announcements for movies that they're trying to do that they're in quote-unquote pre-production on. We have the Batman standalone movie, which, to be fair, they actually are in pre-production on. They have their director there. But then there's all these rumors, which we should also talk about, all these rumors about Ben Affleck leaving. But now he's saying he's not leaving. But then again, Ben Affleck went on Kimmel a couple months ago and said he was still going to direct the Batman standalone movie. And then a couple weeks later, all of a sudden... He's not directing it. So it's just, it's, it's just a huge mess over there. I don't is. understand what the hell's going on, but it's just a you huge to, mess. Yeah. They're trying to like grab all the all these cards together because Marvel is is doing a great job. Mm-hmm. I mean, Marvel's only loss so far is is a little bit of Luke Cage and then Iron Fist, but I mean, yeah. guys, take your time. It's okay. It's yeah. okay. You this doesn't have to be a Marvel versus DC. It's okay to yeah. take your time. And then you they, I still, I'm not sure, 100% sure, I probably should have looked it up, if they have a director for Flash, it would be, I believe, their fourth director for this movie. They've changed directors a billion times, they've changed writers a billion times, and now apparently they're doing Flashpoint as a storyline, which is like, okay, and yes, it makes sense because we saw some of that in, we saw hints at that in Batman v Superman, but Flashpoint seems like a universe resetting type move. So what are we doing? Like, it, are we resetting the universe already? What, I'm just, I'm confused what's going on here. Um, and it's like, do, are there no other Flash stories that people want to do? Because I feel like that's all everybody ever talks about with Flash. But I don't know. Um, do you have anything else? I mean, oh, I guess one question we should address is who do you think Alfred is saying in the trailer for Justice League, who do you think he Superman. Saw? Superman. Oh, there's a lot of discussion on whether it's Superman or Green Lantern. I think it's Superman. Uh, to me, it's only Superman. Yeah, I mean, they haven't cast a Green Lantern that we know of, and on top of that, I it's not in the freaking... His thing is not in the, even in the yeah. freaking logo. Clear. I, I think it has to be Superman. I think <clears throat> Green Lantern will be in maybe, like... He'll, he'll make an appearance, and it'll be a big surprise... And then they'll announce that there's a Green Lantern movie coming. On top of all the Batman movie, the Batgirl movie, the Aquaman movie, the Flashpoint movie, the Shazam movie, the Black Adam movie. All these 10 billion movies that they have planned. And can, and can I just say I'm really not excited for Cyborg? 
I'm just not. The actor really has not done anything to make me comfortable. He, he hasn't really ha- given me. I, I mean, mean it, we've just seen him in trailers. So. Yeah, I mean, he's just like, don't worry, Alfred. I'll take it over from here. I'm just like, excuse you? Like, what? <laughs> kind of sound weird, but whatever. Um, let's, let's move on. We've been on this yeah. kind of too long. Uh, let's okay. move on to Marvel. Marvel, Marvel TV. <clears throat> uh, the Defenders, we already talked about this trailer, but yeah. I mean, we'll... It's exciting. Yeah, uh, <laughs> reiterating the, the excitement. Um, Punisher was basically we have reconfirmed. I think it's coming out next year. Mm-hmm. That show, so it's Iron great Fist on them. got renewed for season two. Yes, why I don't know. Um, why that got renewed so quickly and it's taken forever for the ball to get rolling on Jessica Jones, I will never understand. But I mean, you know, they've whatever. said they've renewed a bunch of shows, but I don't understand like why it's taking forever. I think they take every six months, which is kind of ridiculous. At this point, I mean, they have the money to do it kind of at the same time, yeah. but I don't know why they're taking so long to do that. Um, okay, the trailer for The Gifted. What'd you think? It's that uh, new Fox X-Men show. Yeah, you know, it, it, it looks it looks okay. You know, it looks pretty interesting. I like the premise of the guy, you know, he's the guy who goes after mutants has mutant kids. So I really like the fact that he's really, you know... It was very, very hero-esque. Yes. I, I think it reminded me a lot of heroes. Um, I, I'm looking forward to it. I, I think the trailer was actually pretty cool. It definitely has potential. I agree with you. Something we talked about off-air. That it does look a little cheesy. I think it definitely has potential to be cheesy. But then again... Most of these shows are kind of cheesy, especially the CW ones. So I, I don't know. It, it kind of I'm I'm looking forward to it, but I'm still like I'm not expecting it to be like Legion quality, if you know what I'm saying. So I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't watch the Legion, but I mean, Great I mean, show. it has the potential to be as par, I guess. I don't know. Um, let's talk about it's network television after all. So, um, hundred percent. Yeah, I'm trying to think what other Marvel show. We didn't get anything from Agents of Shield because that doesn't start until next year because it's going to be a mid season show. Um, I think that's it TV wise for Marvel. Um, yeah. So okay. let's move on to what the movies. Yeah, Thor. Right, Thor trailer. Ragnarok is the best thing coming out of CDC. It, it, it was amazing. I love this trailer. The the chemistry between Mark Ruffalo and Chris Hemsworth at this point is amazing. I really love their chemistry. Uh, I especially love the the that that the the discussion that they have when uh, Thor's like, "Yeah, you and I had a fight recently," and he's like, and "Mark's like, well, did I win?" And Thor's like, "No, I won easily." And then Bruce is just like, "Well, that doesn't sound right." And then Thor's looks like, "Yeah, it's true." <laughs> I loved it. Uh, really action packed trailer. I know most people are excited about Thor and Hulk and their whole buddy aspect. I'm just excited to get getting back to Asgard. It's one of the coolest aspects of the MCU, in my opinion. So that was, to me, the coolest aspect. I'm like, yes, we're going back to Asgard. We got all this stuff. Loki's back. It's going to be great. If you don't know, we're both big fans of the <coughs> Thor movies. Um, shamelessly, I don't care. Um, and I'm really looking forward to this movie. This trailer was really good. I think it's a little overhyped. To be honest, that's just me. I think it's a little overhyped, but I still think it's a very, very good trailer. I really love the trailer. I I watched it like 15 times. That's why I'm just saying it's it's me. I you know I think it's really good. It just looks like a really fun adventure. It's really great to see that a Hulk really just working with Thor Mm because we really haven't seen Hulk in anything besides just the Avengers movies as of late. So it's really great to see him in what a different world um and really i mean and i'm excited because you know maybe he really gets to show off like his actual strength because in the in this trailer we actually see him go up against this basically i don't know what his name is but this huge giant that's raging fire 
So <clears throat> I'm definitely excited to see that. Mm. Loki, I'm really excited to see Loki again. We haven't seen him since Thor, The Dark World. I love it when those two are really working together. At this point, I'm gonna go ahead. I'm gonna go as far as to say that he's a, an anti-hero at this mm. point, not necessarily a villain. I think that's safe to say because he's been working. Maybe. He's been working with Thor for the greater good, for his own reasons, of course. But um, yeah, I'm <clears> curious <throat> what backstory they give us as to what happened after the Dark World because when we leave from the Dark World, Loki is posing as Odin on the throne. Yeah, Spoilers. so I mean, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. But it, it seems like it's gonna be a really interesting yeah. uh, trailer. So um, definitely right. interested. I'm, and Kate Blanchett. Welcome to the MCU because she's amazing and she's I think she's the first female villain in Marvel. So definitely excited to see her. I, I have high expectations for her. I mean, I hope they actually gave her a great character because she's amazing. Um, all right. I'm going to. Oh, Tessa Thompson looks great in this as well. Yes, yeah. she looks really good. She looks. Sorry, she looks, I, I know no, I no, wanted no. to move on. No, I was like, I'm oh, just going to. I'm just going to go ahead and say she looks like she's having a great time in this movie. Yeah. Uh, so give her props for that. Yeah. Um, all right, I'm going to run through three more Marvel topics, and I guess just tell me what stands out to you the most. Um, we have Captain Marvel being announced as being in the 90s, and okay. I think I read something about Nick Fury being in it, but him having both eyes, which is funny. Um, then Ant-Man cast, uh, I think Lawrence Fishburne, but definitely Michelle Pfeiffer, which is probably the bigger news. Um, she's cast as the original, the, I mean, Janet Van Dyke, she, she's cast as the original, um, Wasp, I guess. And then the Black Panther poster. So I guess what stands out to you, the <clears throat> Ant-Man casting, Captain Marvel, plot details, or the Black Panther poster? I'm going to go ahead and say the, the Black, po Black Panther poster. I mean, I, I say like we really needed that because that yeah. poster looked really bad. The first one. Yes, the first one looked really bad. The second one, I'm like, damn, looks really cool. A lot the, better than the first one. That's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, the second one, I'm gonna go have. I'm gonna have to go ahead and say, um, the Captain Marvel. It's like they're finally getting the ball moving on that. See, and that's the thing I like is that, mm -hmm. you know, they they have their, they have their, um, they're really organized, so they have their cards in motion, so they're really taking their time there. And I'll tell you the last one is the casting of the Ant-Man and Wasp. I mean, I, I mean, I love the first Ant-Man, I own it, but, um, I think that's the least exciting out of everything. But I mean, again, I mean, it's, it's a great cast. I so. mean, yeah, don't get us wrong. I mean, it is cool to have Michelle Pfeiffer back in like comic book movies, you know, I mean, being the Catwoman of, probably the best Catwoman that we've ever gotten. Um, and then, of course, you have the Black Panther poster. It was so needed. I was so excited when I saw it. I was like, yes, an actual good Black Panther poster. Thank you. Yeah, and I think um, I mentioned it before. Yeah. I was like, yo, we actually need a Black Panther poster. Yeah. <laughs> a new one. So. We did talk about it yeah. on, the, on, what, two episodes ago? Maybe an episode ago. Maybe. Um, all right. Well, I think that's pretty much it. There was one thing in the non-comic book stuff that I forgot to mention. The Star Trek trailer. I actually thought it was pretty cool. I still think it's a huge, huge mistake to be on CBS All Access, and I still think that this thing is going to go one season because nobody's going to watch it because it's on CBS All Access. That's all I have to say about that. The trailer was really cool, though, and I will try to watch it. I just um, might not be getting CBS All Access, so you can take that for what you will. Um, what did you think of the trailer? I thought it was decent. I mean, okay. nothing, nothing. I thought it was exciting. Cool. All right, uh, I think that's pretty much it for our Comic Con stuff. 
Yeah, so we are going to transition to Game of Thrones Recap Season 2. For those of you guys who have not watched Episode 1 or 2 or any Game of Thrones, as a matter of fact, what the hell is wrong with you? But we are going to be discussing spoilers in that. So please uh, be with us if, and stick for the show. Yeah, spoiler warning, though. <clears throat> Lannisters and the regards. All right. Well, now it's time for some Game of Thrones talk. And this is a very good episode for us to talk about. Um, just housekeeping things. We should um, first start off by saying hello to the YouTube people because this is a video segment, right? Um, yes, this is a video segment. And for those of you guys who are also listening on the podcast, I'm just going to reiterate. And for those of you guys on YouTube, because maybe you guys aren't listening to the podcast yet, I'm a little under the weather right <laughs> now. So if I sound really um, congested and, and stuff like that, I apologize. I am not feeling 100% yeah, well. Right. But I am feeling well enough to be on to talk some Game of Thrones with you guys. Yeah. And just, again, if you're, li- if you're watching on YouTube... Listen to the podcast, because this is part of a larger episode. If you're listening to the podcast, check out the YouTube video, because then you get to see our beautiful faces. Oh, yeah. I mean, we're a pretty handsome guy. <laughs> this guy over here. I don't know about me, but kills I mean, the you ladies. can look at Ozzy. And you can definitely look at the back of Enrique's head, because it's ridiculous. The ladies. Kills the ladies, Carlos. Um, but let's get started with this Game of Thrones recap and, and analysis here. Yeah, uh, Carlos, what were you kind of expecting and was it overall a satisfying episode for you uh yes it was <laughs> uh it was a really good episode i don't know if i liked it more than the premiere because i personally didn't have many problems with the premiere i know some people did for some reason but whatever um i actually kind of like the premiere and then this episode i did really like as well um it was definitely more like I wasn't expecting the action that we got at the end, so that was a pleasant surprise. But um, all of the planning, and then also like in classic Game of Thrones fashion, it kind of went to crap. Like their plan, Daenerys's plan at least went to crap. And then we had the stuff in the north, which was interesting, and we had a great moment because I know in the last episode, uh, our last Game of Thrones recap. <laughs> We talked about how we thought Arya had already known about John and was kind of just ignoring it. But to find out that she didn't have that reveal and her to have that realization, like, I have family still alive at home. And it was such a great moment. And just a lot of moments like that where you're just like, yes, and we get those moments. Um, and really also some gruesome moments uh, with some... Uh, grayscale, <laughs> which was pretty rough. And then a very awkward scene... Um, which is also kind of sweet in a way, but it is really awkward as well. But we'll get to all of it. What do you think? Um, I thought this was a pretty pretty well done episode. For those of you guys who really didn't like the premiere, I think this will be your episode. I mean, it's kind of action packed. Um, it has a lot more dialogue, and you see, you were starting to see a lot of these stories really winding down. Mm-hmm. Um, for instance, we got Jorah, Jorah the Jorah Mormont. I think that's what his name is. Jorah. Yeah. yeah Jorah, Jorah the Andal. Jorah the Andal. Yeah. Sir Jorah. Um, meeting up with Sam at the Citadel. So those stories are really co- um, colliding together right there. Um, we have Daenerys Targaryen meeting with Melisandre. She, Melisandre basically tells Daenerys, hey, there's another one that's basically similar like you who's really brought the North together. And she mentions the the White Walkers to Daenerys, which, again, Daenerys is now, is now known of Jon Snow's 
presence. So it, you got all these stories really coming, kind of colliding together now at this point in time, and you have characters being aware of, of other characters' existence. Mm-hmm. Um, like you mentioned before, Arya not knowing that she had family, which was a great, which was you know you such saw her reaction. She it was such a great moment. She was like. She's like, I have nowhere to go. And then her friend's like, yeah, you do. You got home, man. And your brother basically took back the noise. She's like, what? So it's great to get these moments together. And it's great yeah. to see that that these stories are finally winding down, mm-hmm. unfortunately. But um, these stories are finally winding down. And, and maybe we're going to get some payoff later. Yeah. So um, I feel like for those of you guys, again, who did not really feel that the premiere is satisfying, I feel like this, this episode really does that for you guys. Because we really get these stories, again, colliding with one another. And it's a little bit action-packed towards the end like Carlos yeah. had previously mentioned by the way for those of you guys who have not seen the episode 2 of Game of Thrones or episode 1 of Game of Thrones I suggest that you go back watch it because this will contain spoilers for both those episodes so yeah. you've been warned 4 minutes in sorry hey, it's okay. <laughs> but uh, yeah it's okay there will be uh, a little behind the curtains again uh, there will probably be something in the video and then in the episode we still peek behind the curtain we are recording this part before the part that's going to go before it so we'll put it there we'll figure it out yeah we'll, we'll talk about it we'll talk about it but um anyways uh, let's go let's go area by area like yes, we did I, on the last yes. episode um and again if you haven't watched the or listened to the recap from the last episode you should probably go listen to that because it was great um but anyway so we're gonna go area by area and it, like the episode starts we will start in dragonstone with daenerys uh, we open with basically, I mean, basically right where we picked off, picked, or left off, I guess, mm-hmm. kind of. I mean, it was storming, which I love that touch, the fact that it was storming there, and Tyrion goes, you were born on a night like this, and, you know, it makes sense, um, which is why the episode's named like this. Uh, but anyway, uh, I, I really like this conversation from beginning to end, basically. Uh, you have the conversation between Daenerys and Tyrion, where they're talking about basically how they want to go about everything and she's and he's talking about uh the north and because well melisandre gets there i guess that's what starts it right mm-hmm. melisandre gets there they have that conversation um and then they start talking about Jon snow but then there's also the conversation with varus uh, what did you think about all these different conversations i and what was your favorite i think the the most layered was definitely the one with Varys because you get that back and forth and it kind of opens up a, a really, really consistent theme throughout this episode, which is how these old alliances and all the things that have happened in the show that we've seen so far, mm-hmm. they really should not matter. We need to forget about all this and move forward because we've got bigger fish to fry. And that's something that is comes up quite a bit in this episode where it's like... The, they did this. They and then they're everybody's pointing at each other like, well, they did this. They did this. They were aligned with this person. Well, I hate to tell you, but half of those people are dead. We need to move on. Um, so I, that's my favorite conversation because it kind of embodies the entire theme of this episode in my mind. But I do love the conversation um, from with Tyrion and her about John because obviously that has huge implications moving forward. Yes. And then Melisandre getting there is great. But what do you think about all of Dragonstone and all that? Um, I think my favorite conversation is the one that you mentioned with Jon Snow. But I will agree with you that the one that is layered the most is, the, of course, the one with Varys. Um, she and Varys kind of have a back and forth at this point in time because, and she has every right at this point because. He he's not the worst trust trustworthy in her eyes, you know. I mean, he has 
had spies on her. He does know a lot about her, and they just met probably just a few months ago. So I really like this dialogue because we never really got these two actually cordially meeting before, mm-hmm. and it's it's really interesting to see these two actually go at it. Um, she basically goes and had goes ahead and that says, "Okay, well." You know, how can I trust you? After all the stuff you've done, how can I trust you? And how do I know that you'll serve me? And et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And he basically, she's a very capable woman at this point in time. And she's very intelligent. And it's, I really find it impressive that she's going up against someone like Varys himself, who was, who was proven to be a very capable person himself. Mm-hmm. Arguably the, one of the most smartest people in the this whole entire universe. Yeah. So... You know, I love the fact how he convinces her. He says, look, honestly, I don't serve a king or queen, but who I do serve is the people because I've yeah. been there. I've been a slave. I've been through I've been through hell and back. So my loyalty will always be towards the people. And I love that she respects that. You know, she understands yeah. that because she was a slave. Mm-hmm. So they have that bond as a slave that he in a way sold sold off he arranged the marriage with Khal Drogo. Yeah. It, it, so it's it, fascinating. I love that that came up. And, uh, yeah, I, I did really love that conversation. Yeah, I mean, they have that bond where they're both slaves and where he arranged that to happen. Um, you know, you have both of these situations really, uh, you know, they're really tough things to talk about from both characters because it's both something that they both have gone through. But you see that they find the common ground, which I uh ultimately agree with where yeah. she's like hey okay i'll let you aboard and Tyrion supports varus because mm-hmm. varus is again very very trustworthy yeah um one more conversation that does happen in dragonstone which is takes place a little bit later i'm assuming is when yara joins them old lady olena joins them and then i can't remember her name but the queen of dorne or whatever the the lord of dorne now yeah. Um, she, the mother of the sand snake she joins them and they're basically it's their war council they're deciding how they're going to go about this and everyone's like we need to just attack king's landing and daenerys is like no 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 we need westerosi soldiers to be the ones who take king's landing now the problem with that is then the dornish and the tyrells look at that and go Whoa, so you're just using us, like, and you're just gonna sit back? That doesn't work out well, very well for us. And then her plan, Daenerys reveals her plan that the Unsullied are going to take, um, they're gonna take, uh, Casterly Rock. Excuse me, I lost it for a second. They're gonna take Casterly Rock. And I think, I, I don't know about you, but I actually really like this plan on one level, but on the other, on another level, Especially, I mean, hindsight's twenty twenty, so we know what happens to this plan by the end of the episode. But it, it sh- we should have known that something was going to happen because when was the last time somebody said that they were going to march on Casterly Rock? I don't remember. Rob Stark. Oh, Rob Stark was marching on Casterly Rock, and he got uh, well. The Red Wedding has happened on the way to Casterly Rock, so. When you mar- when you decide you're going to march on Castle Rock, good things tend not to happen. So I think we should have known that something was going to happen, but uh, at the same time, it does seem like a good plan overall. What did you think of the plan? Um, I really did like the plan, honestly, because you know Tyrion is using his military experience in trying to really bring down Cersei's power. Um, she was the one to draw first blood, though. I don't think that that's something that they were expecting to really happen. So, 
you know, it was very interesting seeing the whole battle come into fruition. Uh, but I do, I do like the plan because it does seem like a pretty viable plan. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, I want to take a step back and really talk about the mention of Jon Snow. Mm-hmm. That was amazing. I really love that whole thing. I thought Melisandre was actually going to hold it back. But I, I'm actually pretty glad that she didn't because it's pretty awesome now that she now knows of Jon Snow's existence. Uh, but and she also acknowledges Daenerys' importance. <laughs> she acknowledges Daenerys' importance, yes. But it's also important that she also acknowledges Jon Snow. Exactly. I think that's pretty cool. And I like the fact that she's actually, that Daenerys is actually interested in getting to know him. I really like that conversation. And uh, I, switching. I just hope she takes her serious, or she takes him seriously. And views him as like, because I think the problem is, and we'll get to this when we get to the North, but nobody, I mean, everybody believes him in the sense that they know and trust Jon Snow and trust that he's not an idiot. But if you look, again, we'll get to it in the North, but if you look when he's talking about all these White Walkers in the crowd, it's not an accident. Like, these aren't the actors doing something hard. Like, they're purposely making kind of these, like, like rolling their eyes kind of faces like this is like I, they don't because they haven't seen it they don't know if they can believe him and i think it's gonna I, i'm really nervous that daenerys is gonna take some real convincing well let's let's get into the north right now because okay. that's the scene that follows after um you know john gets a letter from from obviously Tyrion lannister yes and I actually like this episode as well because John actually goes to Sansa, which is actually what's something that you wanted. He actually goes to Sansa and says, look, you know him better than anybody. You spent the most time yeah. with him. So you what tell do you me, think? what yeah. do you think about this yeah. thing? Because, I, you know, you've been asking me this whole entire time to take your advice. So what do you think? And she says, okay, he's not like the other Lannisters. He's the kindest one. And mm-hmm. he treated me with kindness. So but... John, John kind of takes that into consideration. He's like, okay, okay. Um, but what'd she say again? But, he, but she's basically like, we, it's a trap. We, yes. you can't go. And he agrees, which is something that at first I was like, okay, so then what's the plan here? And then he gets the second letter. And this time he gets the second letter. It's from Sam. Yes. That he wrote in the last episode about the dragon glass. And that kind of pushes him over the edge where he's like, all right, we got to go. We have two things telling us we need to go to dragonstone so we need to go and then he tells him obviously sansa freaks out we have this whole meeting everyone is kind of like no 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 we need you to stay Sansa's not happy uh his lords his his, uh the the people under him are all like yo we need you we need you here and whether they believe the white walker situation or not they're like we would rather have our king here and and then someone even says the last time our king marched south he died. So, uh, yes, they mentioned they mentioned Sansa, Sansa mentioned um, their grandfather last time. Last time that happened, the Targaryen. Well, really yeah, that's true. Yeah, yes, and it's really interesting that she brought that up. Actually, it's true. But um, it, you know, it's a really interesting kind of you know, it, it's it's a tough situation. It's a really tough situation, and I really like John's speech in in this mm-hmm. episode. He's like, look, you guys haven't seen it yeah yes have not seen what i've seen and like i said it plays and, on their faces as well exactly like and some of them they're just like some you can see some of them like okay you know I, I don't like it but i understand and then you see other people who are just like whatever um but like you know i like how john is saying look i know that you guys don't like it but we need as many people as we can on this and we need the allies we need we need the manpower mm-hmm. the you know the night king is gaining dead people every day mm-hmm. we are not gaining numbers 
So we need as much people as we can. So I really do like the fact that he's going over there because yeah. one, he wants to have Daenerys as an ally, so that two, he can gain, he can get the dragons to also fight in the, in the war to come, yeah. and three, so he can get Dragonglass, which yeah. is actually stored in Dragonstone. Yeah. So there's three reasons why he's going over there, and I think it's really great how he explains it to them, and I'm really glad that we actually see him riding south. Yeah. Um, and oh, uh, one thing I love that <clears throat> Lady Mormont wasn't supporting him in this scene. Wasn't like, all right, we need to listen to him because I didn't want it. As soon as she stood up, I'm like, okay, so she's going to support John again. But the fact that she agreed with the other Northmen made her seem like a very strong character. Where I was like, okay, so it's not just follow John into whatever. It's I have my own thoughts and opinions, and I really did appreciate that. No, and she, that. and she clearly she does. I mean, we've seen her throughout yeah. the, throughout season six and seven, where she clearly can hold her own against oh, any yeah, lord, yeah. even John, which even is John great. Sansa. Uh, uh, I think the only person that she really had a had a soft spot yeah. for was was Sir Davos. But uh, you know, I really like that that yeah. she really stood up. And agreed with the mm-hmm. Northerners, but I think she was one of the people who ended up understanding. Yeah, oh, again, she gets is, convinced, which is again a mark of a good character. Yeah, I mean, again, I mean, this is a serious, this is a serious situation, and I feel like by the end of the season, this is just and this is a theory that all the Northerners at this point are going to see the White Walkers. So, or at least most I think of the them. walls coming down by the end of the season. Maybe, but at least, at least most of them, of at least most of them, yeah. will have said okay. Now I understand what you did, what you did. So, yeah. I mean, again, I really did agree with John's ultimate decision. I want him to go meet Daenerys okay. anyways. But um, let's What continue. about Sansa? We need to talk about Sansa. I found it so interesting that the thing that convinces her to shut up and go along with John is the fact that he's leaving her in charge. Do you think that's her ambition or do you think it's like, okay, he trusts me? No, because you see her trying to fight because she doesn't want him to go over there. But is it... Okay, but she <clears throat> does shut up once he says, I'm leaving you in charge. Is that, yes, because hey, I'm in charge now, or no, is that, it's, it's is that okay, he trusts me? Okay, he trusts me. Because at this point... All right, I it's, think it's it, her ambition. No. I don't know why you think that she's legitimately trying to bring him down. She truly cares about him. You see that in the fall in the, in the episode before. She, I lo- Look, don't get me wrong. I love Sansa as a character. No, but, but I, I think she is a little power hungry and nobody wants to see it because it's Sansa. No, I don't think it's that. I think that she lived Look, she logistically she could have had she could have had um Littlefinger kill him by now. She could have. If well, she wanted yeah, to Yeah, that's an extreme okay, step. Okay, she's but not she, okay, but she could have. Is what I'm saying. But she I'm not she, saying she's that extreme. I'm saying there is a little there is power hunger in her. Yeah. I'm not saying that there isn't clearly that clearly she is kind of power hungry because you see her wanting to basically tell John what to do. Clearly. That's what I'm saying. But I'm not good but that's not that's not that's not the reason why she shuts up is because she's power hungry. She's like, okay, you will give me power. Alright, whatever, cool. You can leave, whatever. No, she's doing it because um what was my reason? You got me freaking blanked out because of this. <laughs> no, because um <clears throat> he you know, it's a it's a lot of responsibility. She sees what it's like being she sees him, you know, trying to lead these people to a war. She sees him making these difficult decisions. You know, it's not be- you know, yes she wants the power and but also it's because one her brother trusts her and two it's a it's a large amount of responsibility and she hasn't had the chance to lead or do anything. If you think about it, she's been a pawn this whole entire time, except for last season and now this season. So it's a it's a huge it's a huge step up from where she's been. I guess we'll have to agree to disagree. Continued on Sansa in that situation. <clears throat> um, 
I, we can briefly talk about it. I mean, there's not much there. Obviously, it's a kind of a yes moment, but there's not too much to it where John confronts Littlefinger. I mean, there's not too much to say. I was very happy when it happened. Um, I don't think Littlefinger is going to listen. Littlefinger but. needs to die, and I hope John is the one that puts a sword through his stomach. I don't know. Stomach. He would have um, to do something drastic for that to happen. Talk to Sanja. Because um, John said, say, if you talk to my sister, I'll kill you. Or if Arya comes back and she senses Littlefinger being, you know, kind of iffy, yeah, Arya will kill him. So oh, true. That's a either good way. Either way, I'm excited. Okay. Or I would like Sansa to, even, yeah. to take him out because he's been messing with her. Yeah. All right. Before we move on to Arya, we should go to King's Landing because I think that happened in the early part of the episode as well. Cersei gra- gathers the lower quote unquote lords of the Reach who are technically supposed to be loyal to Highgarden. And uh, they, she's like, hey, you're, you're um, prominent, or I can't think of the word, your leading house, the Tyrells, are basically supporting these foreign armies and the Mad King's daughter. So you should kind of abandon them. And I love that Jamie has the foresight to go, yeah, the, Cersei is not the most uh, convincing person at the moment, and he goes and talks to House Tarly, which I love that it's House Tarly, and I love that it's Randall Tarly, because we know how big of a douchebag this guy is, because we saw him be a douche to his son, Sam. Yes. Uh, so, <laughs> we know how big of a douche he is, but I love that his first response isn't, yeah, I'll betray them. His first response is, um, I'm loyal to the Tyrells, not to you. <laughs> yeah. His first response is, I'm sorry. And he's in King's Landing. He's talking to the brother of the queen. And he he doesn't lie to him. He says, right. He basically says, right now, I'm going to support the Tyrells because they're the house I'm loyal to. But then Jamie kind of sweetens the pot a little bit, which, again, I find fascinating because Jamie doesn't have any power to be offering him any of this. Technically, Jamie has no power to offer him any of this. But I love that Jamie has the kind of foresight to go, we need to be doing this, and this is probably what would happen anyway. Um, do you think that he was convinced? Do you think he will betray the Tyrells? I'm not sure. I mean, it's it's a it's a difficult it's a difficult decision. I mean, you're you're it's kind of like it's kind of like what happened before when when John was asking all these houses that were supposed to be loyal to the Starks. I mean, this is a tough, this is tough, man. Um, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know if they're going to be like the Boltons who end up betraying the Starks. I mean, it, it, it I mean, or it the Freys who again betrayed for power. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a difficult decision. I mean, he does seem like he's pretty loyal to the Tyrells though. So I'm not going to give any definite answer. I mean, I have to see, I have to see further on. I mean, it sounds like he was probably getting a little bit convinced, but it, it seems like his, he has strong loyalties to the Tyrells. Yeah. So. I think he'll probably end up siding with them just because we need to give the Lannisters something because right now the odds just seem so much against them. Uh, speaking of things that giving the Lannisters more things, what do you think about this weapon that Kyburn has made to fight the dragons? Do you think it's going to work? I'm scared, man. Really? I'm kind of scared. I mean... On one hand, I think it could kill a dragon, but on the other hand, I'm like, I wouldn't be surprised if it epically fails. I mean, I don't know how many of these things you can make. I mean, again, I mean, he's just shooting out bones. He's just shooting out bones. Exactly. There's no, like, scales or outer, you know? Yeah, I mean, I I will say, look, it has potential. 
but at the same time, it may not kill any because you're talking about these. I mean, these dragons move fast. Yeah, they move fast, and you know they've they've dodged plenty of things. I mean, we we've, mm-hmm. we've seen that in the, in the Battle of Slavers Bay when these guys are throwing fireball yeah. dragons. So I don't know. I mean, it won't kill Drogon. They won't kill Drogon. I don't think. I think they'll kill one of those other ones if they kill one. Look, possibility. I'm not going to say no, but I'm going to say, I mean, it's 50, it's up in the air. I'm going to say if a dragon does die, it has to be during the battle of, um, the long night, but I don't oh, know. Oh, really? So you don't think it'll be at the hands of this weapon? If I have to bet my money, I'm going to say it has to be at the battle of the long okay. night because the night King, there's plenty of theories going on that the night King has a dragon or that he kills one of the dragons and makes it his own. So I don't know. I mean, it could be 50, 50. I don't know. I just, right. maybe Cersei injures one of them pretty badly mm-hmm. and then the dragon goes and fights in the long night and that's yeah. the dragon that dies maybe all right so we've already talked about aria a little bit but i mean let's re-emphasize that moment was just so amazing we're all like oh my gosh she doesn't know because we all assumed that she knew and that it was just she was so revenge driven that she would had blinders on and did not care yes but to find out that she didn't know and then for to have the satisfaction of her making that decision, they played it so well because, I mean, you wouldn't really you would look at the road and not really know okay which way is which way like which way is north which way is south, but to have that little detail in there of the her listening to that conversation and them in the background and them saying oh we're going to King's Landing hopefully we get there before the crap hits the fan. And then to have her come out at the same time as them and them go in the same direction. It was just great direction and great writing so that you know, okay, she has a clear decision before her and her to make the clear decision. And they held it for just the right amount of time. And for her to turn back was such a great moment. Yes, I, I mean, it. I mean, it was a, it was an amazing moment. I mean, you see, I mean, she is she's been on this vengeful path since for a while now. We've seen her for years, just on this on this on just this vengeful vengeful path, and to see that now she knows that there's some. I mean, she the thing that really has gotten her to really go was John. I mean, her and John had this amazing relationship that mm-hmm. we clearly saw in season one and they they were very close. And for her to, for one to find out that her brother is alive, that he's out there and that he's King of the North. I mean, that's something that would make her go back. I believe yeah. it. And it was really, it was really nice to see her say, you know what? Let me, let me go back because I need to go it's, home. it's yeah. a change of character. It's a change of character and we're getting, and we're getting a little bit of a soft spot. I mean, she's just, she's just so, she's just now such a strong guarded character. It's really hard for her now to have emotions and to have these emotional ties and to see that they're alive still for her. And she's just finding about this now. It's it's really nice. I think that she only thinks that John is the only one alive. She didn't but, even. She, he didn't say anything about Sansa. Yeah, so I mean, she, she doesn't know about Sansa and she doesn't know about Bran. And yeah. you actually forgot about Bran when I mentioned it. Yeah, but um, yeah, because we didn't see him at all in this episode. Yeah, I mean, so. he was. Yeah, but I mean, it, you know, let's let's. I hope that there's a Stark reunion, yeah. a full family Stark reunion by the end of the season. It's gonna be really nice to see the Stark children really go head on against the the long night and the okay. night king so um what go. about the nymeria situation i think that is so telling and to me it says something because okay nymeria shows up and then 
she, I, I thought I thought for sure that Nymeria was gonna bite her, and I was like, oh gosh, please no, please no, please no, and she didn't. Nymeria just kind of walked away, and then Arya has this moment where she says, "It's not you." Couple questions: Do you think it was Nymeria? And uh, if it was Nymeria, why do you think she walked away? Too far gone. I think it was Nymeria, but she's too far gone. And I think it's really symbolic because these Nymeria ran away. And Wait, who's too far gone? Nymeria. Okay. I mean, if you think about it, it's really symbolic because Arya Arya left, and she's been she's been on her own since then. So has Nymeria, but Nymeria now has a pact to lead. And it's interesting because they're both, if you look at it, and I know it's weird that I'm comparing it to a dire wolf, but I mean, if you look at it, they're, they're, I mean, they, they both have very similar parallels. I mean, they've both been out there for a long time. Yeah, by, for a long time. And to see, you know, it's, it's nice to see that Arya isn't too far gone to return home, you know, but, um, the dire wolf is, you know, Nymeria is. So Nymeria is still looking for blood, you know? It, but. I I read it a little differently, and I do think it's symbolic. I think Nymeria left. It is Nymeria number one. I I, I think I think Arya is in denial because I think Nymeria saw her, but didn't recognize her, and didn't recognize her because I don't think Arya is not Arya anymore. Arya is no one, quote unquote. She is a revenge driven. Slightly insane person. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. It's 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 symbolic because I feel like when. But I don't think Nymeria left because Nymeria is too far gone. I think Nymeria left because she she recognized that Arya is too far gone. I mean, maybe. I mean, I I feel like I feel like they're both gone mm-hmm. at this point. But it's we have the opportunity for Nym- for Arya to really come back. I mean, Arya is going to go to the north and really reunite with her family, and that could that can make her more grounded. But I think she's going to leave them. That's what I'm saying. I, I don't think she's going to leave. I think, look, I think Sansa is going to talk to her, and I think Bran is going to talk to her as well. Sansa and Arya never had a great yes, relationship. Yes. Okay, but neither did John and. But we didn't Sansa. see. Even, okay, we didn't see John. Hear me and out. Sansa's hear me voice. out. But okay. when you're, but when all you've seen is your family die, and Arya has. Mm-hmm. You're gonna you're gonna try to make that you're gonna try to make your family that you're gonna try to make the best with what you got and that is her sister. That's she only ha- that's her only sister that she has left in this world. I mean, I, I feel like she had another one, but I mean, I feel like she's gonna try to make that relationship work. Yeah. I mean, it's been. I mean, again, we, just because you haven't seen it doesn't mean that it wasn't true. Sansa did not like John when they were kids. She did, she didn't, but now she appreciates that that relationship. But I'm looking at so. more from Arya's side. I think Arya again. I think Arya is too far gone, and I think as much as she wants to be able to reconnect, I think once she gets back, she's gonna feel out of place and feel like John isn't doing things fast enough. He's too worried about the White Walkers, and he's gonna be like, "No, I'm going," and she's gonna be like, "No, I'm gonna go take care take care of Cersei," and she's gonna leave. Remember in the trailer, Sansa is talking about lone wolf. I think Arya is the lone wolf. I think she decides, no, I can't do this, and she leaves. I think Arya is a changed person. I mean, maybe. I mean, maybe. I mean, I'm willing to make it be 100% wrong. I mean, we do see her in the trailer kind of... I think she's in the south in the trailer in a little bit. I don't know. I don't know, but um, we'll I, definitely find yeah. out. I, I thought for a second after Nymeria left that she was going to be like, well, I'm, going, I'm, get, I'm not going home. But then she said the thing that... The, about it not being Nymeria, and I'm like, I think she's in denial, and she's still going to go home. All right, but anyway, let's move on briefly. Before we get to that big battle, we'll talk about Sam. Uh, he 
he just he finds out it's Dora Mormont. Great moment um, that he's like, I want to talk to you about this, but then the Archmaester, who is uh, what's that guy's name? Because he is doing a great job as the Archmaester. I'll pull up his name another time, um, or maybe Ozzy can pull it up. Yep. But the, <laughs> the freaking moment where he's like scraping, he decides that I'm going to try to cure uh, Jorah, and he's like scraping the. Uh, grayscale off of him it's so like uh, it made me kind of cringe but it was also really 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 good <laughs> at the same time like it's like a great scene where he's like because sam is so confident in himself and it, and i love that he has this confidence and it shows up in this way um i i think that was a great scene and i love that sam's like you can't scream and every time he scrapes he's like shut stop you can't scream i know it's it's so great um but yeah i really love that scene and then before you pull up that name i also we skipped over the masande and gray worm scene i mean it's not really much to talk about there i mean i mean they made love was, but I mean, uh, it was in a weird, weird way it was really weird but it was also kind of sweet like you're like okay like i because you I, I buy into their relationship, you know, and that, that too, scene doesn't uh, work if you don't buy into the relationship and it did work for me. So, um, yeah. All right. Do you have anything? Did you find that name or do you want to just, uh, it, it's Archmaced or something. I mean, yeah. uh, I mean, I was, talking, it's, yeah. it's a, I mean, I mean, the thing that I love about IMDb is that they have the cast list, but yeah. I mean, this cast is extremely huge because there's been people yeah. dead so they're going through like all the people that were a part of the cast and that are part of the cast. Um, but I mean, I understand. I mean, if for those of you guys who don't know who he is, oh, I mean, it's he's... Uh, Jim Broadbent. Yes, I mean, name. I mean, yeah, I mean, he he's, he's doing in... a great job. Yeah, but I mean, I he was him. he was in Harry Potter, Harry Potter um, and a few other things. Yeah. you guys probably recognize him with. But uh, I'm just trying to find this character's name. If anything. I mean, it's Archmaester. It's uh, Ebrosi or something like that. Yeah, I'll let you guys know next time. It's, it's all right. Uh, we'll move on. <laughs> I'm trying to think what else. I don't think there's anything else we need to get to before we get to the battle. Um, because Yara is basically sailing with her entire fleet, um, bringing the Dornish leaders back to Dorne. And she, they're going to pick up the Dornish uh, soldiers and they're going to march on Westeros. Or they're going to, no, they're not Westeros. They're going to march on King's Landing. They're going to sail back to King's Landing. That's the plan. Yes. Um, it obviously doesn't go very well because Euron intercepts them and basically lights everything on fire, starts cutting people's tongues out. He kills all three of the sand snakes and he takes. No, he kills two of them. The third one's still alive. Did we see? Uh, we never saw the death of yeah, the third one. You're right. You're right. We never saw the death of the third one. So he kills two of the sand snakes. Um, we don't know if Yara's dead or not. He threatens Yara, and then Theon basically snaps and runs, which, oh, man, it's so tragic, because you're like, Theon's finally back, and then he becomes a coward, and it kind of sucks. Theon's such a horribly tragic character. Um, yeah, I really, this obviously is a great action scene, and it's character-driven action, so that really works. Uh, Yara is basically fighting for... It, it almost feels like she's fighting for the Iron Islands because it's the guy who took the crown from her. Um, so it's a great, very emotion-filled action scene, and I just really, really did love that scene. Yes. Uh, by the way, Jessica uh, Henwick, I think, plays the name Miria Sand. I think okay. that's her name. Yes. Um, 
let's check her out really what? quickly. Sorry, I'm just trying to figure out like if what? that's actress's, actress's name. But um, yeah, I mean it's uh it's unfortunate to really see Theon really go through that path again. I mean, I mean this is a trigger for him. I mean he sees all these people dying in front of him and and getting tortured as well. I mean it is I mean we know as as fans of the show that he has been tortured, you know. Extensively by Ramsey Bolton, so it is really yeah. just upsetting for him. And it's not that he's a coward, you know. It's just it triggers something. I mean, this is a trigger for him. But so you, I wouldn't I love necessarily the disappointment in Yara's face. Yeah, I mean, but I, yeah. where do you think Theon goes now? Has to go back to Daenerys. But I mean, at this point, it's just it's tough. I mean, it, it's tough because okay, either way, it's like if he would have ran up to Yara, he would have killed her. There's, there's yeah. just no way. Like he would have, like she would have died. Um, but I guess she wanted to know. I guess she wanted to die in comfort, knowing that her brother fought for her. I know that's. But why it's I, kind of just like I mean, it's kind of just like but look. Still, um, to me, I, I'm on Yara's side. She, I'm so disappointed in the end. I'm not disappointed because I understand. I get it, but no, it's like it's like you you're triggered, and you know, yeah, you're been going through so much stuff. And the thing is, I actually give him props because it's not like he ran away from the fight. He was fighting, and then it's and then basically, and then when they and needed then, him most, he and then basically, basically she's like freaking basically when he he's. A last man standing you know he's getting it's it's basically he's gonna you know, he's gonna watch his sister die and then he might die so it's it's tough at this point yeah. i mean it's a really tough decision i'm not gonna say that i'm 100 percent disappointed in him because it's it's a very tough decision and he loves his sister clearly he's been fighting for her for, for a, like a long time and he fought beside yeah. her in the battle but he didn't want to see his sister die I feel like he's going to try to come back and fight for her, but he got triggered. He got triggered. And I feel like once he snaps back into it, he's going to be like, okay, damn, I messed up. Still disappointed. So. Um, yeah. I, I, okay. And the next episode is called The Queen's Justice. That's obviously talking about Cersei, right? Maybe. Okay. I, I think it is. I think because Euron's bringing uh, his prize back to her, and I think it's Illyria, um, who's the queen i guess of dorne i don't know yes. if she's a queen lord of dorne whatever yes. um i think she's the prize and i think so is yara. Cer- cersei's gonna kill her so is well yara. no well yara hasn't done anything to personally insult or harm cersei yes she or, has she joined daenerys yeah not personal that's that's a political situation like that's personally because she takes a lot of okay. things personally but but i mean my point is Alaria killed Cersei's daughter. Hundred percent. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, okay. whatever Yara did, that's complete. That's so. No, tiny I mean, of, of course, of course, of course, of course, Illyria. of course, she's gonna go after another one too. I mean, yeah. the main one. I mean, she killed she's, her daughter in innocence. And actually, basically, speaking, speaking I think of she's which, gonna kill Illyria. Speaking of which, I think that's really interesting. Um, how Tyrion actually mentioned that to Larry. He's like, "We don't poison little girls here." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I really love that argument. And yes. how Daenerys like, "We're not having any." Daenerys is like, "We're not arguing." <laughs> um, again, whatever they did in the past, we're all need to fight together. Yes. That's the theme uh, of this yes. episode. So I mean, yeah, I mean, of course, of course, of course, she's gonna be. I feel like I of think course, she's dead. Yes, I, I, I believe she's dead too. I mean, Cersei's she's gonna kill her. Yes, yeah, I agree with that. Uh, do you think Yara survives? Yes or no? <laughs> I don't think she survives. I don't think she. I think she survives this the following episode. Okay. But I, I do think that she will eventually die, yes. Um, so, yeah, I think that's... I I am slightly... Man, I don't know what it is. Uh, if they're intentionally trying to write stupid lines for Dornish women, but Alaria's line about a foreign invasion 
that was so uh, that was almost as bad as the one of the sand snakes lines to braun when he was leaving oh jeez. okay anyway moving on Let's... no actually i thought that was funny i thought they did it on it was purpose so dumb. i mean she, no i thought it was funny i mean she was trying to be funny she was like there's an invasion going and yeah, i was like yeah man i mean it was, this is a really great episode um tons of tons of tons of dialogue tons of content definitely character driven for those of you guys who did not like the season one premiere check it out again i recommend it's character driven there needs to be build up guys yeah. it can't just all be action people need to stop just thinking about action movies and action shows no Look between the lines. Focus on the dialogue. It's interesting dialogue. Action interesting, doesn't mean anything without character. Interesting character development in in dialogue. It's not all about action, people. Um, but yes, this is definitely the Screenfellas podcast. Carlos, where can people find you on social media? All right. Uh, thanks for joining us for this Game of Thrones recap. But you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Cherry Four Five Six, and make sure you follow us all over social media, all at Screenfellas, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. YouTube, obviously, and the website, ScreenFellows.com. Brand has great content up there, so check it out. And uh, thanks for joining us for this video. And let's sign off of the podcast now. All right, and you guys can find me on Twitter at Castor Ozzy. Also, if you guys have any recommendations, any TV shows, movies, stuff like that, please feel free to email me at Ozzy.Castro.com. Guys, we hope you enjoyed the show. Please feel free to listen and subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, or if you like the YouTube content better, YouTube, subscribe to all of those guys. But we hope you guys enjoyed the show. This is Screen, fellas.